This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yesterday, we were talking about uh, Lonzo Ball, who is a, uh, a basketball player, plays for the Lakers. For now, anyway. <laughs> he has written a diss track about one of his teammates. Kyle Kuzma, who... It was assumed they were actually good friends and might still be after this, although based on the actual diss track, it seems kind of aggressive from Lonzo to Kyle Kuzma. Both taking shots, the only difference, you ain't hitting none. See, do for fun, but trust me, boy, I'm not the one. If you the bullet, I'm the gun. If you the pot, I'm cooking some. You won't smoke, you can get it. Dressing for attention. Trying to be Russell Westbrook, you just honorable mention. I'll kill you with each sentence. To me, you just a peasant. Triple B's is independent. Kuzmania can't Maybe this is just the thing now. Teammates write diss tracks about each other, and it's a sign of affection, right? That's, that's what we figured, so... We uh, are going to do some diss tracks here with each other on the Taz Show. I've got to do one about Jim Kelly. Jim's got to do one about Devin Peacock. And Devin, uh, you're going to do one about me. Yes. So this is Devin Peacock's diss track about Taz. Taz! You like to groove to the beat? (laughs) Oh my God. Well, guess what? I'm gonna knock you down on the concrete. You're so fake. Four eyes, no hair. Would you cover up with headwear? Go jump in a lake. <laughs> you have eyes, but you don't see. Grab a mirror. Cause you're beastly. <laughs> so ugly. Always taking the group photo. Taz, Taz, Taz. Sorry to be mean, but your has been. That might be the worst flow I've ever heard in my life. The worst. The only flow worse than that is the flow on top of Devin Peacock's head. So it's time, uh, Jim, you ready? Yeah, old buddy, am I? (laughs) Jim Kelly has written a diss track. This is directed at Devin Peacock. Oh! Taz Show 2018, we're the best! Uh, uh, Devin Peacock, Devin Peacock, big and bald, you look like the kingpin. So silly, if you were a font, you'd be wing-ding. You go up to the cottage in Muskoka. And you come back looking all mocha, but you never invite Taz and me. Hurts so much, feels like you're stabbing me. I, I, I want to see your peacock, peacock. You dress like a dad with your sandals and knee socks. Breaking news, this just in. Dev thinks he's a squirrel with the nuts he's been busting. Too bad the women aren't in real life. Dev got busy with the Sears bra section last night. Is that a tear rolling down Dev's cheek? You all right, Dev? That was so much better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, one more. I noticed nobody's gotten really personal yet, so I think I'm going to... Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I want this to ruin our friendship. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Jim Kelly, this one's for you. 
Jim Kelly, skinny with a big pop belly. Jim, you got no girl, you're celibate. It's probably because you smell a bit. <laughs> you act like you grew up working hard on the farm. Then why do you have spaghetti noodles for arms? <laughs> you drink so much beer, it's affecting your brain. Flight's been grounded because you puked on the plane. Improv is your game. Ask the crowd for a suggestion. Most of your jokes are as enjoyable as indigestion. <laughs> I feel like this is this exercise has really brought us closer together, guys. Really? Because after that, those personal digs, Taz. <laughs> I think it's over. <laughs> Finance Minister Vic Fideli has announced that the Conservatives are going to be uh, putting beer sales in 87 more grocery stores. Also, uh, wine and cider hmm. allowed to be sold in those uh, those grocery stores, bringing the total number of stores in Ontario to 450. Fideli says the LCBO will also expand its agency store program to 200 new underserved communities, meaning that uh, uh, LCBO spinoffs will be in some convenience stores okay. and grocery stores in smaller communities. Like Embro. Sure, maybe Embro. They already got one, oh, but like Embro. Li- yeah, like yeah, Embro. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Thamesford. Yeah. Thamesford's got one, too. So that's pretty interesting. And, you know, it, the thing is, it's like, hold on a second. I'm just getting I'm just getting news here that there is a press conference that has been called by Ontario Premier Doug Ford. Let's go live. Hi, Lindsay here from Ontario News Now as we cut over to a live press conference with Premier Doug Ford. Folks, we've heard you loud and clear when it comes to hospital wait times. No Canadian should ever have to wait four hours sitting in an uncomfortable chair and reading magazines waiting to see a doctor. That's why, starting on September 1st, every single hospital in Ontario will have four draft beer taps installed in the waiting room. So now, instead of simply waiting, you can chill. And folks, speaking of Healthcare, we've heard your concerns about fluoride in Ontario City's water supply. Why are we poisoning our wells with an unnecessary chemical? So we have officially removed the fluoride, and now when you turn on the faucet in your own homes, the only thing that will flow out is cool, refreshing beer. Thank you, folks, and remember, Ontario is open for beerness. Thank you, Doug Ford. <laughs> Step in the right direction, huh? <laughs> yeah. I really hope that hospital waiting room beer is covered by OHIP. <laughs> sure it will be. You peacock, you peacock, Peacock's here, and we're not talking professional sports. We're talking uh, the minor leagues, the very minor leagues. 
It's always interesting to see the rules in different uh, kids' sports leagues, and there's one in Philadelphia, a football league that is in the news, Dev. Yeah, there's a youth football coach who is facing a possible $500 fine and a possible suspension after his team blew out their opposing team. So in this league, they have a a rule that says uh, you cannot go up by more than 30 points in a game. So in a uh, game uh, of youth football for kids seven and under, they were up 30 to nothing uh, late in the game, and this coach uh, decided to uh, pull out all his starters, put in the second team uh, as w- uh, to replace them, and then uh, with about two minutes to go in the game, <laughs> some five-year-old kid... <laughs> Some try hard. <laughs> well, got, you got to think, second string, this is his big chance, yeah. right? He got the ball stats. and ran towards the end zone. <laughs> Coach is running down the sideline, telling him to no, just, you know, fall, fall, down. fall down, fall down, fall down. Kid did not pay attention. He scored. They went up 36 to nothing. And as a result of that, he's facing a $500 fine and a two game suspension. I hope that five-year-old kid did an end zone dance, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in your face. <laughs> this is, that doesn't seem like that many points to be call a, calling it a blowout. Like, hasn't Miami lost by 36 points <laughs> every game this year? Yeah, I mean, this, these are at least kids seven and under. Uh, what's also notable about this coach is his brother-in-law is a former uh, Philadelphia Eagle. Uh-huh. Who has criticized the well, whole What do thing. you think of the rule? Do you think it's good? That- I think it's stupid. I mean, pl- just play the game. Yeah. But if, if you want to have the rule, like where you uh, have you know a certain score that is too high. Mercy rule. Game's just, over. Just end the game. Once right. it gets to 30 mm-hmm. nothing, game over. You yeah. don't play the full four quarters. That's it. That's what they did in my adult softball league. If you beat the other team by like 15 points, game's over. Yeah. Sorry. The thing is... It, 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 in football, it's it's hard to not run up the score because you can't, like in hockey or soccer, you can pass the ball around, play defense, pass it back. Football, you're constantly moving forward. So what, like, are you just going to intentionally ground the ball every time? It doesn't seem like it's a great way to teach kids how to play the game. Or the team that's in the lead doesn't get to be on offense until... The other team scores, right? And they just kick off back to them, I guess? Yeah, because you're right. You can't throw the ball. What, are you going to throw it to a receiver who can't touch it? He yeah. can't catch the ball because he's too close to the end zone? There's nothing to do. It's ridiculous. The game is the game. Part of sports is, you know, winning, but it's also losing. And it's, you know, you want it to be fun for the kids because they're like, they're five, six, seven-year-olds. So you don't want it to be not fun. But, I mean, how many of these kids are really, like, upset about... Mm-hmm. Losing, like when you're when you're six years old, it's more the parents. It's more the parents. But you, you, you either won or you lost on the drive home. Are you that upset? Maybe I'm wrong. My kid's not there yet. Maybe if you lose by ten points in a hockey game, ten goals, it's worse than losing by five. But you still got beat. You still what you should do is you still try. If you score, you score. But part of, you know, when you go up huge is learning to be like, like sportsmanship. So you don't like dance, you don't just like spike the ball in the other team's face. You go back, yeah. you snap the ball and you play you, you score you play a touchdown again. and then you on your way back to the bench, you just apologize to the other team repeatedly. <laughs> so sorry. Sorry, sorry guys. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. And here's a headline from Global News. Air Canada swaps ladies and gentlemen for gender-neutral term everybody. 
In a bid for inclusivity, Air Canada has decided to greet passengers as everybody instead of ladies and gentlemen in their announcements. Uh, they will be uh, switching up their French announcement as well, changing Madame's et Messieurs to Tout le monde. Huh. Which I assume means everybody. <laughs> French is even tougher because there's, like, male and female words, so that's got to be way more complicated than yeah, English. You, you almost, if you're going to be truly politically correct, you almost have to dump the whole French language. <laughs> I hate to tell you, Air Canada. Sorry, Quebec. Uh, uh, they sent out an email statement to the media saying, we will be amending our onboard announcements to modernize them and remove specific references to gender. We work hard to make sure all employees are valued while ensuring our customers are comfortable when they choose to travel with us. This was my favorite tweet I saw about the uh, the story yesterday online. <laughs> One person tweets out, who cares? Just leave on time. <laughs> that we can all agree on. Call me whatever you want <laughs> as long as my flight leaves on time and you don't lose my baggage. <laughs> but it, I think it's a good thing. It really is, you know, one of the one of the positives of this is it is going to um, help Air Canada employees avoid some seriously awkward situations. For example, ladies and gentlemen, I have to ask that everyone return to their seats and fasten their seatbelts. The cockpit has informed me that we have lost power to both engines. Please, please ensure that your air mask is fastened before you help those around you. Try try to stay calm. Embrace for impact. Thank you. Um, excuse me. Yes, how can I help you? Yeah, I, I just have a quick question about your little announcement there. Yes, I, I know it's not a great situation, but I can assure you that our pilots are the best around and, and they're going to do what they yeah, can. Yeah, 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 whatever. You just said lady and gentlemen, what year do you think you're living in? I, I, I'm sorry, sir. I was just... Sir? Did you just call me sir? Really? Look who we have on our flight, everyone. It's the gender genie predicting everyone's gender just by looking at them. Well, what, what would you like me to do? You can get back up there and address these passengers with the respect and dignity they deserve. Okay. Hey, everyone. We're all gonna die. Now that is have we heard from anyone, Dev, from Simcoe, who was at the arena on the weekend when we, those parents got in a fight at the hockey game? We have not heard game. from any of the parents, any of the people who were maybe working there on Sunday when this fight broke out. Started as a verbal altercation, blew up into a, a full-on physical altercation. The cops were called because parents were fighting. Uh, after was, the game. There was an after-the-game fight as their kids were getting ready, packing up, taking their skates off. Things got physical. Cops came and all the parents just fled to their minivans and got the <laughs> heck out of there. They took off. Nobody was charged, right? Nobody was charged. <laughs> but we want to know more about what happened there. And it got us talking earlier this morning about being a hockey parent. My son is two years old and he seems like he's going in that direction. He's going to want to play hockey. And we're going to the phones here. Scott, you wanted to make a comment on this. Hockey coach for both my boys. And, uh, you know, what is? the parents are pretty bad parents, really. 
because they think little Johnny, he's the best player, and he should have the best time, or he should have the most ice time. Yeah, I'd imagine it's the, it's similar. Being a coach is similar to being a a teacher at school, right? Where you know the, dealing with the kids is one thing, but dealing with the parents is what makes you not want to do it anymore. Well, it's easier dealing with the kids than the parents. I can tell you that much. How old are the kids? Uh, I got uh, I coach uh, eight and nine year olds, and then uh, ten and eleven year olds. Okay. What's the what's the worst exchange you've ever had with a parent? Oh, I had some guy confront me right in the dressing room because uh, his his grandson he wasn't uh, the greatest player, and this league I coach in is all about equal ice time for everybody. But we got a penalty, and the and the kids this other kid said, "He goes, put your son on." Put him on. He's a better player. We can kill the penalty. And I said, no, it's your turn to go out there. It's okay, buddy. You can get out there. He's, no, no, no. You put him out there. So I'll put him out there. So you put your son out there. Yeah. Uh-oh. He, he happened to be, or at that time, happened to be the best player on the team. Not my fault. Uh-oh. You're not oh, just a coach. You're also a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. Hi, FM 96. I just want to comment on the Simcoe parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Were you there? Well, no, I wasn't there, but my boys play hockey, and they just finished a series with the Simcoe team. And there are a couple parents on the team we've played that aren't afraid to yell at the kids on the ice, and they will call them names. And it really upsets the other team's parents because, you know, their kids are getting yelled at. They don't realize they're just kids. Yeah, that's pretty inflammatory if you're sitting next to someone who is yelling insults at your child, like personal insults or name-calling. You'd understand why parents would get pretty heated about that. Oh, definitely, but they're not the only team. There's a couple teams in the in this uh, circle in southern counties, and they, yeah, they just don't, they, they're too passionate. Yeah. <laughs> they get too involved. Well, their dreams have been crushed, so they're passing them on to their children, right? (laughs) I guess so. They've got nothing else to live for, so... I guess so. They they just get a little too invested in their kids' hockey careers. That's exactly it. Thanks for the call. I love how Scott says, you know, every parent thinks their kid's the best player, and then he says... (laughs) (laughs) My kid's the best. Yeah, my kid's... (laughs) Well, then I put my kid in because he's the best player. It's like, (laughs) you shouldn't be coaching that happens to be, or at that time, happened to be the best player on the team. Not my fault. And uh, it's an Easter miracle. Check out this 911 call from North Carolina last week. High point 911, what is your emergency? Yes, this is Jesus Christ, and I just broke into the pizza hut. I broke the window <laughs> in, and I'm here. Jesus is here now. He's back He's back to earth. <laughs> All right, and uh, so you don't work there? No, I just broke in. Had a pizza. I'm Jesus. And what was your name again? My name is Jesus. What's your last name, Jesus? Christ. <laughs> okay. And what do you look like? I look like Jesus. What else do I supposed to look like? <laughs> Why? Why'd you do that? Cause I'm Jesus. I can do whatever I want. We're okay. tired of Judas's on this earth. We're gonna clean this earth up. So what are you up to? Man, where do you live at? I don't. I'm from heaven. How'd you get over over to the Pizza Hut? I'm from heaven, sir. Okay. And did you break a front window? Yeah, I broke the door window, sir. 
And you eat a pizza? Yeah. Had a Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, the alarm going off in the background, too. The amazing thing is he poured himself a glass of water and turned it into Mountain Dew. <laughs> Kudos to that 911 operator for keeping it together. And obviously, whoever is making that call, Jesus Christ, the guy's got some mental issues and... Hopefully, uh, they oh, were able don't to... doubt doubting Thomas over here. No, seriously, though, if Jesus does come back to Earth, everyone is going to think that it's just a crazy person. Yeah, really. How would you prove it? How would you prove it? Yeah. Jesus Christ broke into the Pizza Hut, and he had himself a pizza. <laughs> yes, this is Jesus Christ, and I just broke into the Pizza Hut. I broke the window, and I'm here. Jesus is here now. He's back. <laughs> he's back to Earth. All right, and uh, so you don't work there. No, I just broke in, had a pizza. I'm Jesus. And what was your name again? My name is Jesus. What's your last name, Jesus? Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the alarm going off in the background. Yeah. It's so funny. And how matter-of-fact nonchalant this guy is. What's your last name? Christ. (laughs) How many times do I have to say it? What's your middle name? H. And what do you look like? I look like Jesus. <laughs> Big beard, sandals. So I'm supposed to look like. Why? Why'd you do that? Cause I'm Jesus. I can do whatever I want. So what are you up to? I like how halfway through the conversation too. He just says to the 911 guy. So what are you up to? <laughs> we say, bud. What are you up to? I'm just having a pizza and Mountain Dew. And, and what are you doing? <laughs> Working, huh? No, I just broke in, had a pizza. I'm Jesus. Gives me an idea. Maybe they should start serving uh, stuffed crust Eucharist on Sundays. <laughs> you call it Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking.